Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Cameron here with Legacy's Journey, where we're talking about leaving a legacy for your family. We're here at the wonderful Commitment Summit here in beautiful, hot, nice, excellent food, Costa Rica. And I got two people here with me. We talk about family all the time. And this guy right here, this is Todd, right? So he's an owner. I'm going to let them give their whole spiel. But, like, I met Todd literally this same place last year. And every time we see Todd, like Todd is having a ball, he is enjoying life. And then this year he decided to bring his daughter, Emma. So, you know, it's, it's a party, but I'm gonna let them introduce themselves, tell, you know, whatever you feel you need to tell, where are you from, name of the business, et cetera. Yeah, my name is Todd Wall and I'm a, a franchisee with uh, Height Digital San Francisco. And uh, this is my daughter, Emma, and she's a newly, a, a, a free agent, I guess. She just free graduated agent. from Macomb's, Macomb's Business School, University of Texas, and with a degree in marketing. Uh -oh. I will Isn't let her it talk. Isn't it Horns? Yeah. That's right. Oh, man. Hook'em Horns. And um, yeah, I love that this is called Legacy because that's what this conversation really is yes. all about. And people have been telling us in this, this uh, at the, the summit, like, oh, you know, she looks like you except with longer hair. I say, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. But I have better dance moves. That's the whole. That's the whole difference. Oh. You know. Uh, oh. But, but beyond that, you know, as long as she doesn't ch challenge me to a uh, a dance off because she's actually <laughs> trained, I'm not. Uh, I just feel the, I feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme. Even better, you know? stanky leg. Oh, you got that right. Yeah. You got that right. <laughs> okay, so let's start there. So we're talking about family, and I know that you've, of course, seen your dad forever. Mm -hmm. And I know that even before he was with Hyde, he was doing his own thing. Tell him about that. I ain't even going to spoil your shine there because he did some very fun sports-related things that you may know him from. Yeah, so legacy again is the perfect word because i was a second generation camera operator in sports broadcasting for okay. espn fox sports worked for the dallas cowboys for 12 years i was underneath the basket for the dallas mavericks championship okay. i always say that uh one of my favorite memories is michael jordan landed at my feet and uh i w wasn't brave enough to reach out and touch him like the hem of that's, jesus garment that's fair you know and the sec uh, security would have probably mobbed you anyway yeah, that that's what the whole concept was is because here i am i've got a camera on my shoulder and i'm sitting you know with my legs crossed he lands on my feet and my hand gets halfway out but i know there's another camera that game camera that's watching everything so if i reach out and touch michael jordan at that point I'm going to be on SportsCenter. Oh. You know, if I just reach out and ding, you know, no. Mm. Yeah, I would you have been on SportsCenter. You want to be Center. that guy. Right. That makes sense. I was on SportsCenter plenty of other times, but for different reasons, for, for earning it. But That's fair. That's fair. Yep. All right, so that was his background. So that's before. So in your case, what is that like seeing, you know, your dad? He's traveling everywhere. He's, of course, making all these great connections. But, of course, you're the kid at that point. You probably weren't in college at that point. But, you know, what is what was that like? Like, how was that balance? Because I know just in talking to Todd in general, he's always talked about family. He's always talked about how that's important to him. So with you being the recipient, how was it? Yeah, so just a little bit about me. My background is actually in theater. Okay. So while he was traveling, I was also traveling. I was in a oh. musical theater performance group that traveled around the country at the time nice. as a child. And so um, what I loved about this was dad and I were both storytellers. Um, okay. So even if we were even if we were both traveling, our brains functioned the same way. Mm -hmm. um, so I was always I always felt very close to my dad and um, he was always looking for a teachable moment because he okay. saw I was made out of the same material, which I mean, it's 
us. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, we've always had a very cl close relationship because he was always looking for that next moment to, to help shape me. All right. So, okay, let's keep that rolling. So now he talked about how he's now part of the Hyatt franchise. Mm -hmm. Do you want to tell him the city? San Francisco, but I actually live in Dallas. That's the, that's the crazy part. Which is fun, but hey, that just means he can serve you in a bunch of different capacities. So he comes home or has this revelation, and he's like, y'all, I think I'm going to switch careers. First thought that goes through your head is? That makes sense. <laughs> Why do you think that makes sense? Uh, well, I, he, he's been, I think like I was just saying, he's been a lifetime learner. Mm -hmm. um, but the same skills, the, the, the communication, the, the relationship building, that was just kind of hardwired into him, right. it seems. Um, and so since, you know, he had had career in sports broadcasting, but also background in um, being a pastor, I think just continuing to look for Wait, ways. Wait, what? When did this happen? <laughs> Multifaceted. It's like I never knew this. When were you a pastor? It was, uh, well, I was a pastor for 10 years. Yeah, I uh, graduated from one of the largest seminaries in the world and, uh, and pastored for, for 10 years, church planted for a while, revitalized an old church at one point. Uh, so so the, the idea of crafting a message and building a brand, that's why it's a natural transition into marketing because you were already I, doing I was it. already trained in that. Yeah. That is crazy. And so, I didn't so see. I, I always say that I'm a communication coach first because that translates into everything, whether it's True. building video content, whether it's helping a person just say that right phrase or it's helping that person really step into who they are and their persona and their public speaking and, and being able to communicate that message with authority because Google wants authority and so does every single person who's in any audience. See, and this is why I had a family on because I, I did not know this. I thought it was just all the broadcasting and then, okay, so to you, this is natural because you've only seen him be who he is. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, a, I loved growing up whenever anyone asked me what my dad did and I was like, what does he not do? Um, yeah, okay. I, one of my favorite phases was he got really into learning about samurai and just like the mindset of samurai. He's just fascinated with how people tick, um, which I think is why the, the switch into marketing made so much sense. I think above everything, he's, oh, I love my dad. I think he's a heart guy. Right. Um, so in, in pastoring, it was discipling people and building them up. In right. sports broadcasting, it was how can I get the game into people's living rooms and get them to connect. And then marketing, I think it's the same way with, with digital. It's hum trying to get human connection over the phone. Okay. That, that is an sense. amazing answer. I feel, you have been coached well, apparently. Theater. And ah, my dad. The theater. <laughs> okay, so let's keep this rolling. So, all right, now he's made this transition. At this point, you're in college. Mm -hmm. So, like, what are some of the things that you do to, like, connect on a weekly basis? Because at this point, I'm sure you said you're the middle child. So, I'm sure it's not like, well, we're doing dinner every night. But what are some of the things that maybe keep you guys close? Maybe is it every week or once a month that you guys have found is kind of like your thing, so to speak? I'll, I'll, let me take that first. So the important thing as a parent, my goal isn't to, is to be close. My goal isn't to hold her hand her entire life. My goal is, yes, that she stands on my shoulders and she, she's able to leverage any opportunity I give her, yes. 
But my goal is that she launches. My goal is that she stands on her own feet. My goal is that she can be her own self. So I recognized as, as her independence and, and uh, her autonomy developed, I recognized I couldn't go to her anymore and say, go do this, go X, Y, Z, one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, I was going to get the Heisman at, with that at any, at any point. Makes sense. I, I learned I had, to, I had to take on the coach role. I had to ask questions. I had to ask her. I had to help her process and give her freedom to move in whichever direction. So now it's, it's, a, it's, a, different, it's a different dichotomy now as she's, right. as she's rising into her own self. She's a young lady, a young adult. That's right. And I'm watching her in this crowd with all these top-level professionals, and she's holding her own. Um, How does that make you feel? Oh, extremely proud. Right. Like someone asked me, uh, we were networking, and someone asked, hey, uh, is Daddy just putting you up to this? I said, no, 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 no. Dad's making a connection, but I'll walk away and let her be herself because that's what this is all about. I don't want a codependency or relying Ooh, upon that's me. good. Exactly. I want, I want her to be able to launch and fly and be herself. And so it's, it, that requires allowing her to, to you know, bump her knee, to, uh, to, to not be effective in some areas at different times. Right. Um, yeah, but she's a naturally an, an achiever, so I can just allow her to just be herself and then if she does bump her knee, then it's, um, you know, did that hurt? Don't do that. No, that's my, that's my wife's line. Um, but it's... Um, Shout out to Mama Wall. That's right. But it's, uh, okay, so when you did that, how, what effect did it have? What, what right. do you want to try next? Uh, it's, a, it's more of a pro- helping her process more than anything uh, because she's twice as stubborn as I ever am. So if I tried to just... Just bullying Sounds her like there's some shock there. <laughs> That's right. No. No, no I'm she... trying to think about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of communication is just, uh, it's just accepting who you are. It's accepting who you are in your authentic self and just being able to be that. And so, uh, you know, her stubbornness, it's, it's a tenacity. It's not a right. stubbornness can be negative. Or positive. Her, or positive. Yeah. Because for her, it's developed this tenacity because I, I was never the parent that said, go do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. It, I just, there's just gave her whatever you want to do. I'm going to be, I'm going to be there to help support you. And she flew. And so I'm, I'm a proud daddy. So as the recipient of all of this great, by the way, there were a lot of gems there. I was about to start taking notes, but I wanted to pay attention. But, like, think about what he said. You're setting it up so that, so that she can launch, that you're giving her the platform, that you're giving her the different avenues, but you still left it to her instead of trying to craft her story. Hey, I'm just giving you all the tools. What you do with them is up to you. So with you, how, like, were these things that you could easily feel that? And do you, I don't want to say understand it because that's not the right word, but I guess how did it make you feel knowing that you had that kind of support? Well, I think one, it, it made me, it made me feel safe in two ways. I think it made me feel safe because I knew that I would never go without. I knew that there was, there was a net whenever I, whenever I jumped. Which is great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I, I knew that there was, I knew that there was somebody behind me, but then I think whenever it came to me, 
there was safety in the fact that it was okay that I didn't know how to do something, mm -hmm. um, but I was safe to try. Okay. okay. So something that um, I I loved just about the way that uh, he he parented me growing up. I think of I think of bedtime. At a certain point, it was I didn't you know I didn't have a time I had to be in bed, but it was if you stayed up late and you woke up really tired the next morning, you knew what to do the next day. You knew how to fix it. And so I think that same framework I've been able to. It's given me confidence going into different situations in, um, in marketing, in schools. Like, okay, I see that. I was able to identify how that didn't really work. I think I know how I can adjust it. But if I don't know how to adjust it, I, um, I knew I had a place. You can find a ask. friend. Yeah. And that's cool. All right, so what are some of the things that you guys would do to connect? Because, I mean, college, I remember, like, you getting closer and closer to your degree stuff, finals. Uh, just building your own network in addition to the one that he's helping prepare. So, like, is there, like, a weekly pizza night or something like that that you guys would try to do, or a weekly phone call? I think the, the thing that first comes to mind in terms of our connections was if I learned something really cool in one of my classes, because, like, going back to what I was saying earlier, our brains function the same way. Mm -hmm. um, so if I thought something was cool, I was like, oh, my dad's really going to think this is cool. Um, That's so beautiful, by it was the a, way. That's, that's really cool. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, so it was um, right after I'd get out of class, be like, hey, I learned this thing today. Have you heard of this? Or I would send him an article that we read, um, and we would just chat about it or call so it So it's like it. a continual weekly thing, not necessarily like coffee every Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. Do you have anything to add to that? I do. I, I think the biggest connection goes into really goes back into the launching concept. Mm -hmm. Is And it was... Part of it was, uh, you'd probably say, a blessing and a curse uh, because there's part of it you had to process through later on. But there's, there's something that we instill in all the kids, and it's what I call I always statements or you always statements. And so this, it still chokes me up. But part of my trust for her, mm -hmm. part of my belief in her is instilling that belief in her. So we began very early. Whenever she'd have a success, it's, of course, that's what you always do. That's who you are. Right. That's what you do. Building the confidence. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So that connection is the connection of this is who I know you are so that even when you doubt it, I know that's who you are. Right. I know that you achieve. I know that you you light the room when you walk in. That's one of her, that's one of the, the things we we've told her since she was a baby right it, you know emma wall she lights the room when she walks in that's what she does she that's that's who she is and that's what she does and and so when when she'd come out of uh, a dance recital or a dance or practice for for uh for acting you know we i'd consistently play <laughs> that girl's on fire and uh she said she had uh, here at the, the end of college, she was going into some of her final uh, finals or, or when she had critical moments, she'd listen to that song going into it. Oh, no, it. every interview. I oh, that's what it I was. I played it before every interview I went into, Girl on Fire by Alicia Keys. <laughs> did, did it work every time? Oh, yeah. Okay. I get that. Yeah, just quick tip. If you're ever nervous about something, uh -huh. quick dance party before it to a like super empowering song, nerves gone. This this seems very apropos, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Dance before hey. before you stress out, just dance and you you're gonna be good. Yeah. That's right. These hips don't lie. True. That's right. That 
I like how you're sliding these references in, by the way. <laughs> but also, I think he taught me that it's okay to be silly, because who cares? I mean, he, he that is really good. He'll just, you know, he's been doing the stanky leg all week, <laughs> like just randomly, like hey, you know. But um, taking a moment to take take yourself a little bit less seriously. Yes. I think he's taught that so that you, the pre the pressure's off, so you can be serious. And you know what? And I even appreciate that because I mean, like I said, I I think this is maybe like my fifth time like seeing you in person. And that's one of the things that I know for me, I noticed real quick. I was like, this dude is always having fun. Like he don't care where we are. And I know I could appreciate that because, you know, in business environments all the time, everybody's just so like serious. And I want to have this perfect, I don't know if it's face or brand, but like Todd is all like, when you start talking to him, as you hear, you're like, oh, <laughs> he know his stuff. But like, if we just all chilling, like, he, he just a random, like, good person that you're like, okay, this, like, I can see myself kicking it with this guy. So I think that is a great lesson to pass down, um, that just being yourself is enough. Like, you don't have to be so serious that, oh, my gosh, we're going to break something because we got tiptoe around her. So I think that's a great thing. Um, okay, so now, and we, we were laughing about this earlier, I thought that when they came, I'm like, oh, so they work together in the business. They're like, no, 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 no. She's a free agent. So I was like, okay, we got to get into that. So I'm sure that you had the conversation, but what made you say, you know what, I want to at least start and just try my own way, kind of find my own way. And if worst comes to worst, I know I have the skills that I should be able to come join. So tell me what that thought process was like. Uh, I think part of it was one continuing to want to build upon the autonomy that he set he set me up for which is fair yeah um but i think also because we were still consistently learning together like like i was saying we'd send each other things um if we were in a business environment together mm -hmm. i think there's definitely a little bit of the uh, this this question of would there be maybe enough diversity of thought. Like if we weren't in separate environments growing, that was, that was what I was thinking. Like okay, if, if okay. I was, I, if I had the chance to go learn a, a different company, a different industry um, later on in life, whenever we do want to work together, I would come in with a different set of skills to make it more. That is out. very smart. All right. So how do you feel? Right. So you're like, man, is she going to want to join? Is she going to want to join? And then she says, dad, I love you, but I want to kind of do my own thing first, like get some different experiences, and I know I can always come join you. Um, she may not even see this in herself yet, but I raised a leader. So if you bring two leaders into a room, mm -hmm. one of them has to lead. Right. And so uh, her time to lead is going to come. It's not just given to you immediately. You have to earn the right to lead. That's fair. And, and because you have to build trust, you have to you have to earn that over time of making those consistent decisions. I need to write this down. You keep talking. You have to earn the right to lead. Okay, keep going. Keep Absolutely. going. Absolutely, you have to earn the right to lead. She has all that DNA in her, not just from me, but because what yeah, what she's seen me do. Sure, uh, I've tried to model that out the best I possibly can. But now it's her living out those steps of learning how learning when to take initiative, learning when right. to just chill, learning when to, um, you know, give a directive, learning when to put an arm around somebody. 
learning how to show empathy yet authority at the same time. That's, that's a that's a very critical balance on on how 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 to manage that, and and it's a learning process. So um, I don't want to stifle any of that, and uh, because you know. It, I look forward to when I can just hand her the keys to the kingdom and she can just flat out lead. So in, I, in fact, I look for her to surpass everything that I've done. My commitment as a parent is that she stands on my shoulders. Right. And so uh, that she surpasses anything that I've learned because I, I want to hand all of that to her. Which I think that's any parent, right? Yeah. You always want your kids to go further in whatever that looks like uniquely for them. Um, and I love that part. That's what I'm, by the way, you're going to see that on Facebook. You have to earn the right to lead because, and for those of you who don't know, so first off, Todd is really humble. But Todd has like a huge team that operates in the background and does a lot of things for him so that he can go to events like this or go speak or do these special engagements because of the connections he has. So from your standpoint, how do you feel like you got to that point in regards to like, Hey, I've spent how many years did you say in the sports world? Thirty years. So thirty years plus however I think you've been at high for like a year. Mm -hmm. Thirty plus years of paying my dues has allowed me to now lead with this level of confidence. How do you emulate that? Because you talked about knowing like this is the time to like give the pat on the back, time to hug, time to be a little more stern. So how do you utilize that in your day to day, either as a parent? and or as a business owner? You get to that place mm -hmm. by, scripture says, so with a view to righteousness. <laughs> she, when she looks at me, because I've been telling her this passage, my, uh, it's out of Hosea her entire life. You sow with a view to righteousness, but you reap in accordance to mercy. You. Uh, you prepare because it's time for, for God to rain his own righteousness mm -hmm. on that situation. Right. So how do you get to that place of leadership? You, you seek to do your best, but ultimately I've learned from the mess ups. I've learned from the failures. I've right. learned from the church that I tried to raise, but ended up closing the doors and had to deal with that grief. I mean, that was some straight-up grief, leadership grief that I had to deal with. Because you birthed that out your spirit. That's that, like out your heart. That's right. That's yeah, right. It, I, it, feel I it. gave full effort. Every bit of what, everything that I was thought everything was moving in the direct, right direction. Then, oops, the doors are closed. Right. The doors were literally closed. Um, and uh, to the point, I saw in the news that the steeple... The storm came through and a, the steeple actually fell on that building. Yeah. Pretty fine. I felt that. Yeah. And so those leadership lessons of not connecting people, of just leading, uh, here's the way I think we should go, and mm -hmm. looking around, hey, no, nobody's, nobody's, with, following. nobody's with me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and learning from those moments and recognizing that it's a process of bringing people along with you. And so it's, the power is in the failures. The mm. power isn't in the successes. It's from learning from those moments. And it takes a little bit to stand up sometimes afterwards, but you, you know, you get your feet back underneath you and, and you just, again, you do your best until you can be yourself again. And yeah. it took me a while to be myself again. I, I hid 
I hid for 10 years and just grew an insurance agency and then sold it. Uh, oh. And just where I just I've, okay every right. time <laughs> all the things like every time we find something new okay so now we got pastor insurance agency mm -hmm. the sports broadcasting for the thirty years now a and by the way successful marketing agency mm -hmm. that's a lot of varied experience that you get to pull from and being a parent is a whole another job right so that's a lot of varied experience that you get to use like daily I'm sure. It, yeah, because there's always a tragedy or what feels like a tragedy. There's okay. always a dilemma. There's always, there's always, the budget is always not going to line up right. There's, right. there's that, that key, that key customer is going to cancel. Uh, that key employee uh, is going to leave or, right. uh, or is going to upset another customer. There's always going to be some sort of crisis that you need to deal with. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot, there's, the tendency is to overreact in those moments yes. and to rise and fall with let your emotions rise and fall with what those things feel like. And you do want to feel them, but you have to lead through those moments. And that's, that's seeing good. the path ahead mm -hmm. and I, you know, being very intentional with the steps that go forward. Sometimes you don't feel like those steps are getting in the right direction. So sometimes you got to close your eyes and just keep walking and then all of a sudden, oh, it's not raining anymore. Hey, everybody, you can put your umbrellas down. That's good. All right. So let's go to this one. We call this like the lesson section. So I'm going to start with you. So you're fresh out of college. If you can go back four, five years ago, what would you tell young Emma like, hey, man, knowing what I know now, you don't need to worry about this or you should have done this or try this instead mm. because and the reason i ask this is because at least the way it's catered now which todd can speak to this a lot more than me like they push hey you're young get a marketing agency it's not all that hard jump right on then versus in your case you're like i've seen my dad in these different arenas i have more wisdom than that plus you're very intelligent yourself so what would you say to four years ago emma that hey you should probably try this or work on this or what? Well, I would say probably um, remember that it's about your work ethic and not your identity. And Ooh. just a, a little bit of context with that. I think, like he was saying, he taught me these, you, uh, these always statements that mm -hmm. you always succeed. You do these things. Um, and I had a moment at the beginning of college where I wasn't doing things perfectly. And it made me you know, it, it, t it took me a level down in my identity because I was like, I, I, I thought I was success. I thought I was these things. Right. But, and we got to talk about it was what he was actually saying was, you always succeed because it's in your DNA to work for that success. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Versus you, you, you just identified as, I'm successful, why is this not working? Absolutely. Right. Yeah, and so it, uh, understanding that it comes from this ability to work and learn and grow and develop, not I'm already here, why do I feel like I'm down here? And you know what, I even struggle.